recorded live from the south side of Chicago. Your boy Vel is in the building. Welcome to the Losers Podcast. My boy Izzy in the building was cracking. Loser, 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 loser. <laughs> we back at it, man. We back at it, man. Let's get it. You already know what it is, man. How you feeling out there, bro? Uh, taking a day at a time, bro. Honestly, um, a little wake up call here and there, but you know, I'm here to grind. You know, you, but I ain't had no other choice but to grind. Shit, the way you saying shit, fuck my stomach, huh? <laughs> hey, man, we gotta get it, man. We out here not putting out the content we need to be doing. Like, we need to be putting out content twice a week. G, like niggas are sitting at home, like. I just feel like I just need to make sure that I'm doing something, G. And I just want niggas to make sure that this is, like, seriously what we should be doing. You know what uh, I'm saying? I like, knew it came from somewhere. I knew this fire came from somewhere. You just said sitting <laughs> on the couch. And then the other day, you said something. I don't like care about Master P and Lil' Romeo. You probably seen that commercial. But you sitting on the couch, not doing nothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You ain't slick, mofo. You ain't slick. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew it was something like, why See, the fuck why... this nigga so fired up? That's why Romeo want to leave this the show now because y'all keep talking about that ICDC college <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> keep making fun of my nigga like that, man. That's crazy. You're sitting at home on the couch, you're not doing nothing. Just call this 100. I mean, we get you in school now. You do something successful with your life. Bro, uh, that is so funny. Yeah, he's a clown. So, um, so the coronavirus, um, still the pandemic still going on. Uh, we like, uh, I would say about 50 days in. Um, it's been a little while. Uh, wow. Yeah, we are in phase two of the reopening stages in here in Illinois. Um, what they doing is uh, opening small places like they about to allow barbers and nail salons and all of that stuff to open mm-hmm. back up. Um, I think they're going to slowly open the movie theaters and all of that type of stuff. So <clears throat> the thing is, people just have to social distance. Um, we got to make sure that we wearing our mask and, you know, that's just going to have to be the norm for like a year or whatnot. Uh, yeah. Maybe even longer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just read something I said that this could be going on to 2022. And it's not unbelievable because now a lot of people finna be scared. You know what I'm saying? Wearing right. masks and acting like, you know, it's a big deal and all of that. So. It's, this is this is changed lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this stuff is insane going on right now. And I just want everybody to just be safe and protect themselves. And I feel like we can open up now. Everybody just has to be careful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to stay out of each other's faces. The shaking hand stuff is over with. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just got to wear our mask and keep our distance. And I don't even think we need to wear gloves. You just need to make sure you're washing and, and sanitizing and all of that. But I think that this wave, this first wave is over. But they did say another wave would happen. But I don't know, man. I really don't know. Yeah, it's scary. Um, actually, since uh, since we're talking about the coronavirus, um, Sunday, um, I was having a rough day breathing. Man, I don't know what it was. Man, I had cooked some fish. Um, after I cooked the fish, I don't know if it was the smoke. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if the Ohio Valley. I just couldn't breathe. Um, so throughout the night, I uh, couldn't sleep. Didn't get no sleep. Um, so I was like, man, fucking, I'm gonna just call my doctor in the morning. Called my doctor in the morning. He said, hey. I said, hey, Dr. Spalding, can, can I get you in? Shout out to him, though. Um, yeah. But I was like, man, can, I, can you get me in? He's like, nah, I can't get you in. So I was like, okay, cool. He was like, well, I'll call you back. I was like, well, let me just go to the urgent care. So end up going to the urgent care. Uh, when Immediately, like, when you walk in, they like, please stand here. It's like pretty much walking into a restaurant. Like, please sit right here until the host come get you. Like, greet you at the door type shit. Right. Nobody was in there. You know what I mean? I'm in there. Before I went in there, man, I was uh, obviously, like, coughing and 
throwing up or whatever case outside. So I was out there just, you know, having a hard time breathing. So that, you know, when you're throwing up, that brings up like, you know, sweat and nausea mm-hmm. and pain, things like that. So I'm telling the uh, the nurse what's going on. Um, so they take me, I was the only one in there. So they take me to the back. I'm telling her what, what the situation is. I'm pretty much thinking I'm nine times 10 sure. I know my body. I know it's bronchitis. My bronchitis comes around here and there for me. So I'm telling right. her that my chest is hurt, my chest is hurt, my chest is hurt, and I can't really breathe like that. So, um, you know, due to the coronavirus, you know, um, they correlate all of like flu and regular common cold and regular common flu all together on top mm-hmm. of the fact of the virus. So I guess the doctor was really just so startled that, you know, I was sweating the way I was, but I didn't have a fever. So I was telling her like, I. I never had a fever, so I think I'm good. Because what they say with all the patients is they always have a fever and they just look well. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I might end up going, they end up, you know, the doctor comes in there um, and tells me that I need to ride an ambulance. Mm. I was like, what? All right. I don't need an ambulance, but I need some pregnancy on some antibody to get me out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. shit, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some prefermethazine, but I'm going to fix that later on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Excuse me, y'all got to bear with me, huh? Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, she coming out, I was like, man, so is this recommended or is this, like, mandatory? Right. She's like, oh, it's, it's, it's recommended. I'm like, well, if it's recommended, why are you keep pushing this ambulance thing? So she goes out, talks to somebody. She's like, no, I really think that you need to get an ambulance. So, you know, at this point, I'm like, man, fuck it. You ain't giving me no treatment, so let me get this shit out the way. Yeah. Get an ambulance. It was like, no, sir, you responsible for this. I'm like, what? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, they was like, well, it, technically she recommended and whatever the case might be. And I'm like, wow, like, she was definitely pushing. She was pushing, like, hey, that I need this. Like, you need mm-hmm. to take this ambulance no matter what. So that's my mm-hmm. fucker. So now I got to dispute that later on next week. So I get there, <laughs> get to the hospital, you know. I'm just in there chilling a while. You know, the doctor's coming in and out. You know, they like, hey, we can't. I don't see no really symptoms for real, but. This is what it is. They couldn't give me a breathing treatment because in the hospital, if I'm taking a breathing treatment, that means I'm more accessible to get it because I'm breathing the air in and I'm pushing it out. Right. So they said we couldn't do that. So all they had to do was give me printers on whatever case might be and move on. So while I'm in there, you know what I'm saying? I was wondering why I wasn't getting the assistance that I needed. Mm-hmm. So um, I got a little small little clip it of what was pretty much going on in the hospital <laughs> while I was in there. I can't make this up. So I just hear this out. It's kind of choppy, but I, I, you can hear the beginning of it. <laughs> so somebody was, I don't know if they was joining a cult or singing to Lucifer. I don't know what was going on. So I was like, hell no, nah, I got to get the hell out of here. So I'm in there doing that five, six hours. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, Vail getting on my nerves. Like, bro, we going to be home. I'm kidding. Yeah, we got to record. <laughs> like, nigga, bro, I'm trying to get out of here, bro. I'm trying to get my discharge table, but I got fucking uh, Smokey Robinson next door singing and shit. So I'm leaving. You know what I mean? They finally discharged. They was like, they tried to keep me. I'm like, nah, man, I have to get to a podcast. You don't understand. He going to fire me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? He going to fire me. I don't get no job. I ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? Shit. And shit, he ain't the employer. He just the, the week together he gonna find me so you know i leave you know they give me the discharge paper you know one dad knows for nothing but um here you know here nor there um i'm going outside i'm just walking outside really don't feel as good chest still hurting for real 
Mm-hmm. I see um, a Hispanic, like with like kind of baggy jeans, wife beater, mm-hmm. and like them lawnmower hats on. I guess that's mm-hmm. very stereotypical. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so he runs past it. He, I ain't going back, Essay. I ain't going back, Essay. <laughs> so he's running outside. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I see family chase after boom, nurses chase after boom, security guard chase after. I'm oh like, my goodness! Wrong. Like, shouldn't security be the first one instead of these fat ass family and friends? Shit? <laughs> right. Whatever. So they out there tackling them, trying to get in. He's like, I'm not going in there. I'm not going in there. I'm like, yeah, bro, I don't blame you, bro. I was in there and I had it. So <laughs> I don't know what the situation was, but just letting everybody know, man, it's pretty much really serious, man. Um, so it, even if you do get a comic con, man, never hurt. It's got a lot of re- uh, few sites that you can go out there and get tested for free. So mm-hmm. it's not, I know a lot of people think, oh, it's 3500 for the test. You can look it up. Um, go to your nearest Walmart, your newest uh, Jules, Kroger. A lot of free tests. Yeah, they yeah. a lot. So, man, I, it's not, it's not, it's one of them things, man. Free testing ain't gonna hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to just know that you just, you just negative, you know what I mean? Just so that you know you're not spreading around willy nilly. Asymptomatic. Um, yeah. So, I mean, because a lot of people, man, they really not having symptoms of it, man. A lot of people not having like the shortness of breath, the fatigueness, the, the nausea, the fucking uh, fevers and things like that. So, mm-hmm. you have to go in there and get checked. Um, uh, so, so, did yeah, you get you tested? Know, so, did you get a test, bro? Um, I actually signed my, my test up for tomorrow. Okay. Um, so I can't go back to work until uh, I my test, which it takes 48, 40, 48 hours to 20, uh, 72 hours to get my test results back. So I let yeah. everybody know how I'm doing. I'm 100% positive that it's negative because I haven't really yeah. been exposed to nobody like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I'm yeah. going to work and coming home. So if I get it, that means somebody from work gave it to me. Right. Um, but here nor there, you know, man, all is well. Uh, take the coronavirus serious. Um, yes, please. However I do think when we do open up i think it's i posted on facebook i don't know if you've seen it it was a video at a bar and it was like a wall of plastic between each table in front of from the side of you and the left of you i was like damn bro this this look like jail all you need is to yeah. add a phone to the motherfucker you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um then i actually when i went to sleep i had a dream that you know for our stadiums i think everybody's gonna have a pretty much a box plastic cover up in each stadium mm. um for the first, you know, year or two, you know, like I said, it, it sucks for like a baseball season or something that's outside that's, you know, that's right. really hot. And then, you know, that sun hitting that plastic, whatever the case might be. But like you yeah. said, man, we, we have to do something to get over this curve until they get a vaccine for, um, as my one, as one of my kids say, vaccine. <laughs> gotta take this shit serious, man. Take it out one day at a time, man, get some, but they do not to me personally, man, they do not need to open it up. I think China just relapsed over what was going on. So I think uh, 100,000 yeah, people they got just sick. had another uh, outbreak, huh? Yeah. So I yeah. Think, like I said, man, it's not – we haven't mastered the first phase. The Lord knows what the second phase is going to look like. Um, so it's just really, like you said, man, wash your hands every transition. I don't care if you walk in and outside the house to get something out the car. Always wash your hands. Always. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in the bathroom. Wash your hands. Everything yeah. you touch – it should be yeah. like that anyway, man. You yeah, shouldn't period, be having to period. tell stupid ass people to wash their hands, man. I Every transition. Most people think, oh, I'll wash my hands when I went outside. But when, whenever you get into the next house right. or business, wash your hands. Keep we hands sanitized. Sanitize, your sanitize these phones, man. Like, you know, that's talk, the thing, that too, because that's the most thing that we touching. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to make sure that we keeping these phone screens sanitized because you press putting that on your face and everything. You know what I'm saying? So... Everybody just gotta just gotta be safe, man. I feel like we can get past this if everybody just be safe and do it just right. You know what I'm saying? Like not going to these clubs and being all up on each other like these yeah. fools have been doing and stuff, man. Like 
we just got to get out of rest for a while. You know, it's, it's, it's abnormal or whatnot, but it is what it is, man. This is what we're dealing with. Like, if, 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 if it was a terrorist attack, you know what I'm saying? It's out of our control. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, we got to just do what we got to do for the time. So Literally. I've been thinking, like, we're going to be looking back on this time. Like, man, y'all remember when Corona came and stuff, man? <laughs> like, how they had shut down the country and shit. Like, we're living in a movie right now, y'all. Like. Yeah, literally. Like, man, that's something we're going to be taking our kids, kids. Like, mm-hmm. um, as my mom keeps saying, man, this, this is the end of the world coming, man. This is, you know, one of God's plagues, man, because this, uh, this is serious, man. This is not, we never seen nothing like this. It's critical. It's really critical. So we just got to get out there and pay attention. Right, right, right. Um, um. So, uh, so ain't nothing really much going on in the world too much. Uh, coronavirus, the main thing. Um. Uh, the Michael Jordan doc just ended the last dance, just ended yeah. this past Sunday. We had 10 parts of that, man. And, you know, we found out a lot about Michael Jordan. Um, what, what I took away the most one uh, from this 10th episode was Jordan wanted to come back for the seventh ring. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he did. He which did. was sad because, you know, uh, Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause and them dismantled the team in 1999. So the Bulls went from 60-some-odd wins to eight wins in a lockout season. Uh, and so a shortened season in 1999, the Bulls went to eight wins. And they've pretty much been rebuilding from then. And it's, it sucks that they – they I think Jerry Krause abused his power. And um, he fucked up with something really good. And he fucked over Scottie Pippen. And Scottie was done with it, with the shit. And um, Jordan – was not going to play without Phil. And Jerry Krause said, if no matter what, Phil wasn't coming back. So no matter what, Jordan wasn't coming back. But Ronsdorf said he called Phil Jackson and told him, like, you know, you've earned the right to come back, which is crazy. Like, nigga, I've won six championships. What do you mean I've earned the right, right. to come back? He's like, come team. on. Not, like, get out of here. So Phil Jackson declined it nicely and, you know, just said he was ready to move on. So a lot of this has to do with um, <clears throat> Phil Jackson not – you know, wanting to deal with the management anymore. But that just goes down to management should have got their act together, man. If you want to keep winning, like now the Bulls haven't been a winning franchise since the 90s pretty much. Right. And they paying for it. And uh, I just think that that told us a lot we didn't know about, you know. What's your, what's your thoughts about everything that went on in that? Um, I just I totally agree. Man, I think they could have went back and um, – won that seventh ring uh, with the team that they had, man, because it still was nobody at that time that was mm-hmm. fucking with the Bulls. Right. Um, so uh, I was just like, man, just get, they should have just gave him another shot. But you know how it is, man. People get uh, money home, you know, and yeah. from from going forward with that, it's just like, shit, once you get a money-hungry person, everything's going to go down the shambles. And, and Phil probably was looking at it, man, like, damn, look at the, the Lakers team. Like, man, Kobe's there. I don't think Shaq was there yet. Um, I mm-hmm. think Shaq probably was still in Orlando, but he probably seen the potential in there. And he probably seen, like, maybe um, maybe Magic Johnson had a, 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 something to say about him coming over there. You know what I mean? Right. And look look what happened. He got, what, five extra rings going up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as far as the Bulls is concerned with the, you know, they call it the um, the Hunted Bulls, um, the, yeah. the fix of the Hunted Bulls. Um, you know, now we got a Chicago Bulls got officially announced. Uh, Mark Everlesey as their new general manager. You know, man, mm-hmm. shout out, he's a color of person. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> a person uh, of color, boy. You talking about a color of person. <laughs> he a color of person. You heard what I said. Um, 
Um, you know, so, you know, hopefully he may, he brings some of his taste and flavor to the organization. We'll see how that's going to go next season. But um, the rebuild shouldn't be 20 years. <laughs> you know what I'm Definitely saying? Like, not. we, you know what I mean? I guess we had a little run, you know, with Derrick Rose getting the playoffs here and there. But um, LeBron, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was um, where something where, um, we had a chance, but you know we couldn't get past LeBron in those what five six years. So, um, so really, you know, we are gonna take a day at a time and then just see what Mark and whatever else the the rest of the Bulls organization is gonna do. Yeah, see, because I just don't like Bulls fans saying that they've been rebuilding since Jordan left. That's definitely not the truth. They figured it out. They got their number one pick in Derrick Rose. They built the team around him. They won sixty games, made it to the as the number one seed in in the NBA, not in just the Eastern Conference. They were the number one seed in the league. They mm-hmm. got to the Eastern Conference Finals and had to play the best player in the NBA, and that just wasn't enough. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It just goes down to that. Like, I understand Bulls fans think that, you know, they never figured it out, but they did. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, John Paxson and them, they they had it together. If it wasn't for LeBron, the Bulls might have won two, two more rings. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So – it sucks that that happened, man. Like, I really – I've never seen anything like that. Like, literally, you break up this dynasty while they still pretty much at their peak. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. Jordan and Pippen was still had a good four years left at least. You know what I'm saying? And Robin right. was still the number one rebounder in the league. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I thought it was really interesting that Robin went and wrestled uh, during practice. <laughs> the Bulls are supposed to have practice, and then his Robin was uh, in D- uh, WCW. With, He's uh, on his Gronk shit. Yeah, right, right. But no, Gronk, see, Gronk wasn't missing no, like, playoff practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, this practice? You want to talk about practice? Right. <laughs> right. My thing is the Jazz had just scored 54 points in the finals. In a finals game, they scored 54 points. The Bulls blew them out by 40. Robin, the next day, went to the WCW shit. I'm like, shit, I wouldn't have had – I probably would have went and got that check too. Like, you niggas scoring 54 points. You think we worried about y'all like that? Right. Like, come on. Like, and please. I, right. Like, I understand – I don't understand Robin. I think that is just foul. But, you know, Robin was Robin, you know. And I thought that was pretty funny that he pulled that. Like, that right. was – that was hilarious. Like, but um, it was a lot going on at the time um, with the Bulls and stuff. Uh, and I, I really appreciate the documentary, man. It's, yeah, about to say so. Overall, did you enjoy the documentary? I do. I give it a a a a, a plus or a for sure. Like, okay. it, it, I thought you said an A. I'm about to say, damn, nigga, no, just hard. No, no. A. I give it an A plus for sure because it it. It touched on everything, you know what I'm saying? Like it didn't, it didn't leave nothing unturned. But Michael Jordan didn't talk about his wife and shit like that. Like I saw people criticizing that, but I mean, she's a part of the story, but she wasn't shooting in a gym. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like it just at the end of the day, that's how it goes. Like right. Jordan divorced her. He his net worth was like 300 million. She got like 150 million dollars. Yeah. So. So she's fine. I'm sure she don't care about this whole documentary thing. Well, she probably care, but, you know, she don't need to be talked about. Yeah, and um, I feel like besides that, they touched on every single thing about Michael Jordan, the whole gambling issue to his father dying, to why he retired, to why he came back, to how baseball went. Like, it was perfect. It was literally yeah. just perfect, perfectly done. And I, and I appreciate it. And I have a different level of respect for Jordan right now in my lifetime. Like mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying just going back and watching all his old stuff and stuff now. So 
I appreciated that. I appreciated that doc a lot, man. So what you think? Uh, what you think the next ten, uh, ten, uh, ten episode documentary should be? Would you think the uh, the Lakers? You think LeBron? What you think? I don't think that the Lakers should get a ten part documentary because it was only three, um, and they were done like after four or five years. Like Shaq got traded, he wanted out, so the documentary will have to be on Kobe Bryant. Period, because. Yeah. He he was there to get the first few rings, and then he had the hardships for the, those nice uh, about six seven years, and then he finally broke through and won two more. Uh, and Phil Jackson was a part of all of that, so I feel like if it's gonna be a documentary, it has to be about Kobe, especially with the tragic uh, his his tragic ending or whatever. So um, we definitely have have to have a documentary about Kobe, and then uh, I think the Spurs deserve one oh, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And um, then we go to LeBron. I think those are the three left, like, for the NBA. Um, Wade got a 30 for 30, you know. Like, he's, like, this, the only person. I guess uh, Stephen, the Warriors dynasty, they're, they're probably in number one eventually. But I think that uh, it's really just left. is just Kobe, the Spurs, and LeBron. Like, those are, like, the only ones we can get, like, good documentaries from. So I think uh, – we could probably do the Spurs because they, they, I think they're done. I don't know if Popovich wins again out there. Right. I would love for him to come to LA, but that's another story. Um, but um, I definitely think that the Spurs and Kobe, that, that's who I would like to see for yeah, sure. I agree. I agree. And um, I'm not sure the Bulls beat the Spurs in 99 either because they were finished with Rodman and he was like the only rebounder. So, you take away Rodman and you just throw in like Luke Longley and oh shit, Bill Winnington and stuff. I'm not, I think David Robinson and Tim Duncan handled them guys. Nah, yeah. So, so the whole, it, the whole thing would be shutting down Jordan. Like can, can the Spurs stop Jordan, you know, in 1999. And I'm not sure that's if they could. So that's why I think that would have, that would have been one of the best series for Jordan because if, if they would have released Rodman, cause I think they was done with Rodman, especially after the whole wrestling incident. So it'd have been interesting to see, man, for sure. Like, I would have loved to see that, man. But um, <clears throat> good documentary, man. Shout I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. ESPN. Shout out to the city, man. For Shout sure. Out. Shout out to Chicago, man. We got some good love for ten weeks, yeah. man. Eh? We did it. We needed it, man. We deserve yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And that was that was good for the Bulls franchise, man. Maybe maybe should have turned around with the, the new black man. You said uh, Mark. What's his name again? Um. Mark Eversley, Eversley, yes, yes, Eversley, Mark yes. Eversley. So, so hopefully Eversley. he he can turn stuff around in Chicago, man. Yeah, sure. Um, and other news, uh, we have some bullshit going on on the internet. Um, you boy, little Boosie Badass. Boosie Badass. <laughs> Set it off in this motherfucker. <laughs> Gotta find the audio of this, man. I'm gonna plug the audio in. But why you doing all that, man? I mean, some of y'all don't know what's going on. Um, obviously, uh, the situation was. Uh, this is I'm really directing um, this uh, proposition or a question. I'm proposing this question to people with children. Mm-hmm. So your 13 year old son, will you allow your 13 year old son? Will not allow. Will you set up for your 13 year old son to get some neck, some blowjob, a BJ, some head, right. um, oral sex for those needs uh, political or uh, educational time. Would you allow for that to happen? Um, me personally, mm-hmm. 
or what I will do with my son. Right. So, but you know, he, he got things he need to deal with though. He need to go to see a fucking therapist or something. He's just a hood nigga, man. You know what I'm saying? He's just one of them rich hood ass niggas and his, his uncles was doing that shit for him probably when he was younger. You know what I'm saying? And he just go with the flow. But, you know, some people just raised in different environments. You know, me and Granny was just talking earlier about how uh, people live. You know, how some people could just, they have a whole bunch of clothes and all kind of crazy ass shit on their bed. And they just lay on top of it like it's nothing there. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. some people just live just reckless. Like, and it's just, how, just it is what it is, how people are raised. And I think Boosie was raised in a, in a very negative environment. And that's just what he knows. He a, he a southern ass, ghetto ass nigga. And he said some foul shit, and he ain't backtracked about it or nothing. And the, and the craziest part about it is Boosie will criticize somebody else's parenting and then act like he's the greatest parent in the world. Right. He got on the internet and, and bashed Dwayne Wade for uh, allowing his son to pretty much be who he felt like, who, he, who she is or whatnot. And... um. I just feel like Boosie needs to mind his business now. And that that pretty much stated that. Like, you literally talking about getting a grown woman to go do some statutory rape shit to your child, but you worried about Dwayne Wade allowing his son to be who he feels like he should be or who he wants to be. Now, you know I, with that, I'm kind of uh, touching, maybe because I deal with um, at-risk age group, youth, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you want to, um, that's when I first came up around in this field, um, it was a 12-year-old boy that was like, hey, I identify as myself as a female. Really? And I was like, you're 12. How do you really know? You really haven't even hit puberty yet. You know, they were saying that, hey, I've been like this since I was born. I, you know, I want to have surgery. And I think you can, mm. at the way the world is, man, you can definitely identify yourself as a a certain gender, male or female, whatever the case might be. But to go ahead with the operation of having surgery, of changing your body parts, and that's to the extreme at 12 years old. I think that should be a decision made at 18 or 21 years old. Coming out, you know, back in the day in the 90s, man, if you was gay, you were shunned upon. You know, now everything is just Mm -hmm. so normal. Um, And again, I was, uh, you know, granted, I don't have kids, um, but I would be supportive of that, but Definitely put down the pros and cons of, hey, gender revealing and trying to gender changing and shit like that. Because that shit, certain shit just don't make no fucking sense. But mm-hmm. Boosie definitely didn't have no right to comment on some shit that he, uh, on some comment on some shit that he had nothing to fucking do with. Meanwhile, while he out here giving his son neck in the back door, in the back door <laughs> house of the fucking audience uh, and whatever weird shit he had going on. So, right. Um, need to mind his business, keep moving I want to go back to something you said about how um, you, you, people used to be shunned upon for mm-hmm. that. I just think that nowadays it's just more normal. Like being gay isn't a normal thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I don't think more people are shunned upon or people can talk about it because it's like more people are free now. So gay is is more normal than than what it was when we were younger or coming up in the 90s or for people back then you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't i don't agree with what Dwayne way does but it's not my business you know like i can't tell anyone how to raise their children or what's wrong or what's right unless it's like statutory shit like boosie doing so 
I just feel like the transgender thing is more normal nowadays. And but I don't think that you should allow a child to have a sex change. But Dwayne Wade's son never said he didn't want his penis. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think we should be even speaking about a sex change. He's just more so feels like he's a woman and I don't know. It's just a, it's just a, it's a weird situation. I, I wouldn't call it weird. It's not weird at all. It's just a different situation. So um, I don't know. I don't like I said. I don't think Boosie is in position to judge anyone as a parent. <laughs> no way. After what he did, so that's kind of crazy, man. Like sucks that he did that shit, bro. But that's just that's like I said. He a hood nigga, and that's just what it is. So, um, other than Boosie, Future. Future Bang. (laughs) Did you, uh, well, first, did you listen to Future's new album? Uh, I'm guessing. High High Off Life, I believe the name of it. Yeah, High Off Life. Um, I really, uh, I agree with you. Uh, You know, it's the same sound. Uh, You know, it's definitely some songs on there I can get my boogie on, too. I I haven't heard um, it, actually. at first, when I was looking at it, I don't know if I was sleepy, but I said, ain't nothing. Uh, the second track is High Tech. I thought it said High Archie. I was like, this nigga's spilling. Um, <laughs> but probably my favorite song, Solitary by Travis Scott, um, Trillionaire, uh, NBA Youngboy. Um, you know, of course, you got the deluxe album with Life is Good, you know, with Drake, things like mm-hmm. that. Pray for a key is good, but it pretty much got the same future sound. Um, I forgot, and one of the songs, like I said, uh, he shout out Lloyd Harvey. So a lot of people saying, like, hey, Maybe Futures is done with the whole life. You know what I mean? He just somebody else came out and said, Hey, Futures my baby daddy. So what's this? Mm-hmm. Seven, eight, eight baby mamas? Um, but I think Futures, oh I think he's God. in love. I think he's in love with Harvey. Um <laughs> so uh, I don't know where he's gonna go with it. Or maybe he needs to settle down, marry her. But I think Lori came out and spoke on it. I didn't get the full interview on it. Uh, that was gonna be my next thing to see if you heard the interview that she that they that she came out and spoke about the situation. No, I don't think Lori's ever spoken about future, but she um she did like thank him or something like i guess he shouted her out or something crazy like that you know i don't i don't follow future i think future is um trash (laughs) not even as far as rapping that's just another story i think future is just a trash human period like i don't i think that for someone to have eight babies with eight different women it's emotionally something wrong with this person. And you definitely need to see a therapist. Yeah. And we we feed off of it and we act like that type of stuff is normal. That's definitely not normal for a man to have eight children by eight different women. If he was a normal person, we would be talking about that man like he was literally like just the worst type of person. You know what I'm saying? Like right. and and that and I hate that type of judgment, but that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like That'll be the first thing you speak about a person. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 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 there go future over there. You know that fool got eight baby mamas? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the type of stuff you would be doing. Like, and it and it's just because he makes these rap songs now that they 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 I guess kind of glorify his lifestyle. And I think that that is just so foul. Like that that this man is out here having all these babies with all these different women. And he's neglecting his children because there's no way you can have all these kids and you constantly in these people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't don't believe that. And on Mother's Day, Future got on Twitter and pretty much shouted out all his baby mamas. And I just thought that shit just looked so fucking wild, bro. Like, yeah. why are you publicly doing that? Why can't you just 
send a nice text or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be embarrassed as the as one of them chicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at this fool. Like, you know what uh, I'm saying? Like, this man got all these kids. Like, like I would be so freaked. I know Sierra. She she don't even speak about the man. She is. Just I mean, sick. she's so disgusted. She's so disgusted. yeah. Like, she's sick that she allowed herself to be in that position or whatnot. But she she was a Sierra was on hot girl shit. Future was hot. Uh huh. So you know how that you know how the industry is, man. You but know, future that was the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Future wasn't out here like that you know what i'm saying like sierra caught him in the beginning you know and she she did have a baby with him but she won't even speak on the man now and i don't blame her like i wouldn't have nothing to say about her i'm in a happy relationship now i guess future doing what he gotta do because she ain't bashed him about being no father so i don't know man i just think that future so i guess she would say future is the loser 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 yeah, of the week yeah, like yeah. <laughs> loser of the week there we go yeah <laughs> future is definitely that because that album wasn't that all that and then after he just was bashing that lady or uh that that the, the his eighth baby mother is it's come out that he is the, ch- the father of that baby so future is definitely the loser of this week and uh we just had to touch on that Man, I'm just disgusted with Future. Like, I, I don't really <laughs> never want to talk about him like that. Yeah, <laughs> we have more information on Future next week. But since we still talking about the rap industry, mm-hmm. what's the um? I was kind of in the hospital trying to uh, read up on this information. But you know, what's this about uh Snoop snitching on Suge? Hmm. This is Takashi Six Nine said something about that. Yeah. What's that about? So Takashi came out and said that he said, "Do he want?" Does he want us to name? Hold on, I think I'm saying it wrong. Does he want? Do we want him to name all of the rappers who snitched? Is what he tweeted. <laughs> so, pretty much, you know, people got in the comments like, "Yeah, yeah, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us." So, somebody posted a picture of Snoop. It might have been the shade room. And Takashi commented under the picture, like, ain't he been cheating on his wife or something like yeah. something crazy? Like he he just started talking about the man's marriage and all kind of like, bro, like you are really running with this rat yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know, keep yeah. running with it too. <laughs> and I and Snoop pretty much like, you know, rat, like he just was putting up the rat emoji and all that. They didn't really have too much of a back and forth. But it was still like, you know, Takashi really, really out here talking about people's lives still. And he is just ridiculous, man. What you, so you said you was reading about it? Yeah, I was trying to catch up on it. I'm trying to find the, um, the, the music, I mean, not the music, but the link he was, uh, he was discussing it. Um. Um, so I, I forgot I had more information on, but I was like I said, I was in the hospital just trying to read up on it or whatever. I know it was on the share room, maybe they deleted or not, but like man, let Snoop been happy with his wife for a long time, man. Like, you know over, what I'm saying? Over 25 years, man. <laughs> like that longest he has I mean, been born, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, exactly. For him to get on and try to speak on that is just nonsense, you know what I mean? But then he uh season nine did he posted a video. Um, I guess he was watching uh like a, the documentary of when Suge Suge was speaking on it. And pretty much Suge right. Suge got on there and right, was saying right, like, right. hey, you know, no, I'm in here because of Snoop, you know, and what you know when a uh when the informant, you know, Snoop was uh, pretty much Suge was just telling the the world like, hey, 
you know, I'm in here because of Snoop. Snoop was the informant. You know, Snoop was better off uh, out in the streets informing the police of what was going on in the hood and out the hood versus being in jail. So he was more valuable being in the streets. Um, so right. she definitely was saying that on some time. I don't know where, where that documentary came from. I haven't seen it. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, nobody took it. Snoop didn't go, you know, even if Snoop snitched, he didn't take it to the level that he did. You know what I mean? Right. He didn't go out yeah. here and just like, it was Keisha, Delisha, Devon, LaShawn, mm-hmm. and then and Delisha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't go out there and just get the name of motherfuckers like that. It's just mm-hmm. setting up this whole, the whole hood. Maybe maybe Snoop did snitch, but Snoop didn't just snitch on the whole fucking hood that, that brought him in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On the other hood. But you know, to me, that's here nor there, though. Um, let's, uh, let's listen to what Shug Knight had to say about this. Okay. So he pretty much said that, you know, Snoop stayed out of prison after he got caught with hella ounces. Snoop did beat a murder charge and all of that. So he like how Snoop staying on the streets. But Snoop responded by saying that him and Suge is good now. You know, this is a clip from 15 years ago or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, they talked so. about their differences and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So Takashi's pretty much reaching, like trying to start some shit that ain't even there. You know what I'm saying? And Suge, that shit looked like 1997. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is right. when, when Suge was had a beef with all of them after Death Row was falling apart. You know what I'm saying? And he felt like Snoop wasn't loyal because he said he didn't, he didn't care about that whole Biggie and Puffy stuff. These is my boys. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and he didn't let that, that type of stuff. That's why Snoop is still who he is today. Because yeah. he ain't let nobody run him out and do all that old crazy shit that they was trying to do at the time. And um, I think I definitely Snoop probably said, you know, he probably did, you know, give up some names or whatever. Because if you beat a murder charge, you definitely said something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, example, Ray Lewis, but we ain't going to go there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I definitely think that Snoop got got away with that. But I don't think that is is that important anymore. You know, I and mean, I don't think that Snoop snitched on a whole gang. You know what I'm saying? Like six, seven people and then bringing up other rappers and shit. Like, nah, nigga, use a whole ass, really an informant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are in protective custody, nigga. Like, get out of here, bro. Like, Snoop ain't never have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so it is what it is, man. But yeah, I mean, hey, it's, it's one of those teachers on, man. I guess, you know, I never murdered somebody. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, I've never been in a situation where I had to choose like that, choose the hood versus my moral beliefs and things like that. Hopefully I'll never have to right. be in that situation. But I know me, man, I'm not just gonna snitch on everybody. If you ain't had nothing to do with it, you know exactly. I mean? No face, no case. That's how I live by those those And times. if I do that, if I'm doing this shit, if I know there's a possibility that I'm gonna be in prison for doing what I'm doing. 
you just got to take that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I can't, I'm just from a place where you just don't do that. Like, title telling shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go down, you just got to take it. And don't just be like, well, he did that shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like right. nah, bro. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's just how I was raised, man. And some people just raised differently, bro. That's what it got. That's where. So uh, what you got up for the rest of the week, bro? Uh, well, like I have, um, I'm a doctor. I'm on bed rest for five to seven days. Sound like a goddamn simple hand on for you. But um, <laughs> so I'm on bed rest for a couple of days. Um, tomorrow I got to get up and, you know, go take that test. So, again, y'all go out there and take them free tests, man. It's free. Please, it don't. it's not going to hurt or kill you. It might hurt, but just go out there and do it. Um, after that, man, I'm just here for the most part. Um, I might go back to work on Monday, but I'm definitely going to take the rest of the week off just to get my mental health in order, my health, my physical health. Definitely got to, you know, I'm getting um, we at that age now, man. Your physical health is, it means a lot. Absolutely. So, uh, so I'm knocking that out at a, a day at a time. So that's what, that's pretty much what uh, my my week is going to consist of. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'll be uh, in Detroit tomorrow. Uh, gotta go pick up my baby boy. Dee, my godson, my godson, man. Yes, sir. And then um, I'm just uh, gonna be chilling with him for a while. Uh, my brother. Are you staying in a D or are you coming back? Uh, I'm coming back. I'm gonna okay. go pick him up, and I'll be back in the city of Chicago, of course. And um, I'm gonna just be chilling, man. Just uh, working on some content. Uh, I've been writing a lot. Uh, uh, should have two articles going up on this blog spot tonight. I, I really don't want to talk about it until they up. Like I didn't right. haven't told anybody about it. Like um I'm the new sports and uh cultural editor for this blog spot called Swagger R Us here right. in Chicago. And um I'm very, very proud of the work I've been doing this past week. Uh I'm excited for my the next stage of my life pretty much like i feel like this is a new door i've opened uh just getting my mind my thoughts on paper and putting it out to the world um this blog spot has uh 5000 followers on instagram over 2000 on twitter and it has uh 1500 followers on facebook so i feel like i'll definitely be getting some reads uh people will be seeing my work out there and it's just a it's a new day. It's a new era of Lavelle Willis going on, and um, I'm just looking forward to the future, baby. Like I'm just it's grand season, man. Definitely I'm grand so, season. I'm so focused on being successful right now. You know what I'm saying? Like the biggest revenge of anything is just being successful, bro. Like regardless, like nobody can say anything about you, whatever you've done, if you're successful. And that's just all I'm going for, man. Like, I just want to be successful. I just want to be. You already know. I just so. want to be successful. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, we we appreciate y'all checking us out, man. We don't have much to talk about. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to us, man. We will be here. We definitely going to keep it going. Losers in the building, man. We can just Tune in next week. Loser podcast. Loser, loser, loser. Come hey, on, man. man. No shirt, <laughs> easy to die. I'm back. It's outside, Bill. I'll let your boy. Ain't it mine? Jake!